and welcome to the LGBT Family and Games Community Podcast. My name is James. Today we are joined by Mars. Hi. And Mars. And Hella. Hello. There we go. Hella's saying hello finally. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have a special guest with us today. We have Heather Hester. <laughs> Heather is the founder of Chrysalis Mama, which provides support and education to parents and allies of LGBTQIA adolescents, teenagers, and young adults. She's also the creator and host of the podcast Just Breathe, Parenting Your LGBTQ Teen, and an advocate and coach for parents and allies. She believes the coming out process is equal parts beautiful and messy. She works with her clients to let go of fear and the feelings of isolation so that they can reconnect with themselves and their child in a meaningful, grounded way. Heather creates a space where growth and shifts can occur through education and empowerment, instilling the confidence that anyone can move through the coming out process with understanding and love. She is a writer married to her best friend, 27 years, the mother of four extraordinary kids, two of whom are LGBTQIA and a student of life who believes in being authentic and embracing the messiness. Well, welcome, Heather. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. It is our pleasure. So just, I guess, give us your story. What what made you found Chrysalis Mama and, and the podcast? What brought you to where you are today? The original reason I started was for my oldest, because of my oldest son, I should say. Um, so he came out as gay when he was 16, a um, little over six years ago. And um, we were, we had no idea. We were pitifully underprepared to support him to, um, you know, be anything that he needed. Um, and um, he really struggled um, just with, with everything. I mean, you, <laughs> you name it, he struggled. Um, and he very much went from being that typical oldest child uh, to just really just going into like a tailspin of tons of depression, anxiety, substance use, self-harm, playing with very, very dangerous apps, which we can definitely get into and talk to because I know this is a place where we can actually talk yep. about these. And I usually tiptoe a little bit around this topic, um, but it is a topic that I think is important. Um, and the reason I, I kind of say all of that is because we really, we were like two steps behind him all the time. Once we would like figure out where he was and what kind of support he would need needed in that he was, you know, onto the next thing. And we were like scrambling to try to figure out what was going on. And, and, you know, what it all boiled down to was that he had such incredible self-loathing and he just didn't, he did not want to be gay. He was angry that he was gay. And, um, it took some time for him to really embrace that this is who I am and, and I'm pretty awesome. And this is, this is good. This is who I'm meant to be in this world. Um, and so there were a lot of things that went into, into that lots of um, therapy. He actually went away for eight months and um, had lots of struggles. And I'm happy to go into that if you'd like to, you know, yeah. later on, uh, but essentially what I realized about 12 months into our journey was that we were having a hard time finding information. We were having a, 
accurate information, good support. Um, and I was like, well, you know what, I'm just going to have to create it then because people need this. And there's no way that we are the only ones that are dealing with this, right. That are struggling to help our child. And so, um, I started my website and that's where I just started by like everything good that I found. I started dumping into this website. Great, you know, great articles, great websites, great support, all this. And, um, about a year after that, I thought, well, you know, a really good way to connect with people because I'd started having people reach out like really positive feedback and wanting to work with me and wanting to talk with me and all this. And I was like, wow, this is actually people do want this started my podcast and I was like, all right, well, this is cool. And I've been doing the podcast for about three and a half years and, um, it has been the most extraordinary experience. And at that point I realized like, this is my life purpose. Like this is what I meant to do. And just, you know, I had personally made so many shifts and had learned so much. And I was like, okay, I've I have to share this with the world and I, this is just what I meant to do. And so that's really, I've just been on that path ever since then. And, and Connor now is actually, I'm leaving for New York in two days because he will be graduating from school, from college, which is just the most amazing thing. I mean, every time I look at him, I think, oh my God, amazing, just truly. And I'm so grateful. I mean, I'm just grateful really every single day. So, well, and he, he is lucky to have you because it's not, you know, not every parent is as accepting and willing to look for those resources and try to be uh, helpful to their teenager during those times. And like you said, you you certainly can get uh, two steps behind of what's actually going on. And that's being an active parent versus one that's disinterested and doesn't care about what's going on. Right, right. Which breaks my heart uh, and which makes me so grateful that that there are people like you all out there, right, who are providing such great resources for our kids and our young adults who just, there are not a lot of things out there that are safe, that are accessible. um, And... It's just so hard. And I was talking to somebody this morning who was like, well, it's, it's so much better now. Like, why, why do you have to do what you're doing? And I'm like, oh. like do you not watch the news? <laughs> yeah. It's, Ta- it's Come on. Like- <laughs> it was better for, it, it was getting better. It was on a progress towards getting better for a while, but we, we it have was. seen the pendulum swing back pretty hard. And so that's actually one of the reasons why yeah. we, we had started this podcast a while ago, but then let it die out. And, and, when Roe v. Wade was, was overturned, it was time to to start again. Um, yeah. So, so sure. as a parent, I, I know with with Chrysalis Mama, you're you're speaking to parents about you know working with their teen and, and that whole process. But as a parent, from your perspective, what are things that LGBT youth could use? Some advice that they could hear from you about them coming out to their parents and and what might help make that process easier? Sure. I think there's two things that really come up for me thinking about that. And I think one of them is just timely because of the time that we're in right now, which is, I know a lot of kids just want to just say it, right? Like to 
to be out. But I think right now, especially, it's really, really important that if you are not out yet to assess your environment and make sure that you have at least one safe person or one safe place that you can go because having having that one safe person, right, that one supportive person makes a makes all the difference, frankly. Um, so I think that's number one. Number two would be, um, you know, when you come out to your people, and I would say, you know, in so many, so many situations, when you do have supportive people, but they might be like, like, give me a minute. Like I'm trying to digest this. If they are, if this came as a surprise to them, or if they just don't understand the language that you're sharing with them, give them a minute to understand it. Like, it's not that they don't want to, you know, love you and affirm you and learn. We're old. Like you got to give us a minute to to process stuff. We just don't process that that at the same rate that you all do. All right. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm a little older than you, a lot older than you, but <laughs> we we need a minute. Um, so kind of give that minute to like process and you know, you know the things that the thing that I always tell parents is your your kids are not your place to ask questions right so if your if your parents or your people are, are coming to you and needing you know asking you to explain things to them past stuff that you're you know like the basics kind of have in your back pocket like a place to refer them to like here's a really great website to go and learn about this like it's not your responsibility to educate your people so you know whether you want to send them to the Trevor project or to um, human rights Council or HRC is one of my favorite places for resources. So that's a great place to send them because they can learn about everything there or my website. <laughs> so there you go. There's my little yeah, plug. I think there's just off the top of my head, there's one other, which I think is Glisten. But we'll. Oh, we'll yeah. include. I mean, there's a bunch of great ones, but those are kind of my go tos for like, I don't know why. I just tend to. Well, do. They're, they're reputable. So they're, it's tough with online resources because sometimes they're. You know, there there might be some that are well well intentioned, but might not have as many answers and might not be as easy to navigate. So, but we'll include Correct. a few links along with your website of other resources that people can use and go to in the description of this podcast. Just since since it's a subject we're bringing up as a, yeah. as a useful resource. But before I jump in and and hog all the spotlight did y'all have any questions for heather so far well mine mine isn't really isn't really a question but it's just more of a of a tag along to what you said about giving parents some time to take in the information i think that nowadays this new youth of lgbt is becoming a little too aggressive with Having people a get them right, understand them, be heard, um, and they're not allowing people to adjust to new information, right? Mm-hmm. When I was coming out, well, I don't have a coming out story. It just, I just introduced my parents to my boyfriend, and they were just like, "Oh, you're gay? Well, it's complicated, but yeah, here you go." 
Yeah, but this day and age, the youth is just so aggressive when it comes to just everything LGBT, just everything. Like, oh, you don't want to set me, and you know, it's just like take a few breaks, let them think about it, let them soak it in, because at the end of the day, we're all human, and if it's something that you were blindsided with, it's gonna take you like you know a little time to adjust to it. So like, yeah, I agree to that. I think that they need to. I agree with what you said. That's basically it. Good. Thank you. Good. <laughs> so to, to summarize, basically having some patience and understanding, compassion yeah, to those that you are coming. Absolutely. From. Right. Um, I mean, certainly there's there's things that you know you know the difference between something that is you know somebody who's being cruel and someone who's just like okay, give me give me a second, right? Like I love you and I want to understand, but I've got to like whoa. Yeah. Right. Well, so, and to, to expand upon that, one of the experiences that I had when I was younger and I was coming out to my parents and I, I know better now of what she intended, but my mother made this comment that has like burned in my mind. She said, I don't want that life for you. And she expanded upon that because I, I was thinking, well, you don't want me to be happy. You know, this is what you know, I, I can't change what this is. If I could, I, I would. But what she was really trying to say is, I'm, I'm afraid for you because that's not an easy life to live. Um, there's a lot of judgment that goes into the gay community or LGBT. So she was afraid of the hardships that I would face in my life. And she doesn't want me to go through those hardships. Mm -hmm. Not that she doesn't want me to be gay. It's that she's, she doesn't want me to have to deal with all the BS that comes with it. Right. So yeah. sometimes when we have these, and, and these are hard conversations to have usually um, sometimes they're really easy, but, but more often than not, they're, they're challenging. It, it helps to understand that people might not say the exact right thing in the heat of the moment. And sometimes it helps to take a step back and just walk away from the subject for a little bit and then revisit it when everybody's had a chance to process and kind of get through any emotions that might be on the surface and then just have a conversation. Yeah, yeah for sure. Right. Yeah, for sure. I don't, it's not, I don't see my thing glowing, so I don't know if it's picking up my voice or not. You're very faint. You might need to go at an angle. <laughs> at an angle. This angle. That angle. Yes. Oh, oh there okay. There I am. You know what? Hold on. Let's, let's, let's stop being complicated. Sorry. <laughs> it's just, this thing gets a little... I'm going to buy you a microphone. Uncomfortable. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I'll pre I appreciate that. I deserve a raise from, from time to time. Yeah, I'll double uh, pay. We'll, we'll pay you uh, 0. 0. 0.00 instead of zero. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I, I kind of had like a similar thing like that, too, where my mom said something. I guess some people would kind of kind of like interpret it like offensive, but she more she meant it more as in how Senate mom said it, because uh, being gay. I live in New York City, so I mean, as magical as that sounds, it's not that magical. And on top of that, being POC, so I'm really not accepted anywhere if you think about it. So she was just more fearful, but it's just like she didn't find out until I was 26. So I already had lived a life of being gay without my parents knowing, 
going through all the hardships at the time and just the bad looks and the fights and just, you know, trying to survive, right? The fear that she had, I had already lived it. And I had to explain that to her, like, I've been gay since like 14, you know what I'm saying? I, I lived the life, I lived the grind the life, I lived, you know, the club life, I lived the whole organizations, the gay high schools, you know, the groups, I, I lived it. So she was fearful of that. But yeah, sometimes we just need to take a pause because after the fact, you know, she like explained it what she meant. But I didn't take it as aggressive because at the end of the day, you know, it's my mom, you know? But yeah. So Mars, you, you, you mentioned Grinder, and that was something that we brought up kind of before we started recording. I, I think it's important to dive into that because that's a whole nother whole nother thing. So Heather, what you mentioned that Connor Yeah, has- I wanna hear Heather. <laughs> yeah, I wanna hear Heather's really, yeah. I, first before we get into Connor, I wanna hear Heather's thought about Grinder. <laughs> As a parent, in yeah. general, <laughs> as a parent, yeah, or yeah. No, a I mean, I'm... as a parent or as a human Either. being, you know, let's check all the boxes at this point. <laughs> I'm here for anything. <laughs> okay, as a parent, now see, I have a very different thought on it now. As a parent of a then 16 year old, I was horrified, I was angry, and I was terrified. So I had a lot of emotions going on. I mean, I will honestly, this is exactly, if you want to know, like the, in real time, how this happened, I, (laughs) so Connor had a, one of the, one of the dangerous things that he had started doing was sneaking out. And, you know, I know all of us snuck out. I know, I know I did when I was in high school. I shouldn't assume that you all did, but I'm guessing maybe you did a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh, I, I didn't see sneak that. out at all. No? I was a good child. No. Well, well, you never did that. Good, but scared. I was a scared <laughs> child. So, so to interject with an anecdote, because <laughs> yeah. it, it's funny. Um, when, when I was a teenager, I would, I, I snuck out a couple times, but I also would sneak somebody in. And my mother would make these comments during the day, not, not when it happened. Cause she wasn't, she didn't notice right when it happened. She'd say something like, I feel like somebody's sneaking around my house at night. And I finally told her years later in my thirties that yes, I was sneaking somebody into the house. And did you actually know, were you trying to passive aggressively tell me to stop? Or did you actually have, she said, no, I, I didn't know. She just, I had a feeling that somebody was sneaking around in the house at night and yeah. So yes, I think moms know moms (laughs) know. I mean, it is like a weird thing that happens when you birth children or, you know, adopt children or just become a a mom of a parent of any kind. But I think it's kind of a mom thing really. Cause my husband was like, what? He had no (laughs) idea what's going on. Um, But I would hear, like, I would know that something was happening. So this, in this particular instance, I happened to be up still. And I heard him open his window and he lived on, like, his bedroom was on the second floor. So I'm like, I'm going to catch him this time. So I went out the back door and walked around the house. And as I walked around, I see him, like, half of his body is, like, hanging outside the window. And he's looking down the street. And I have my teacup and I'm standing there and I'm like, oh. So, <laughs> and I'm like waiting. Like, he throws the rope out, and as he like throws his leg over, I was like, 
going somewhere. And actually at this, I mean, to this day, I'm like, thank God he didn't fall out the window. Like he could have fallen out the window because I scared him so badly. I probably would have. <laughs> he like, thankfully like, you know, went the other way and he's back in the house. And so I go back in and I was just like, I, I couldn't even say anything. I was so mad that I was just like, just give me your phone. Just that's it. Like, I don't even want to know anything. Just hand me your phone. So literally the whole next day, and this is after weeks of me being like, there is some serious stuff going on. I just know it. I just, I didn't want to know what it was, right? Like I was just so like trying to figure other things out and get, just survive that I was like, I've got to figure this out though. So I, at that point, cause he was 16, I'd kind of gotten to the point where I'm like, these kids deserve a certain amount of privacy, yeah. right? So once my kids, you know, hit a certain age, like I stopped looking at their phone because, you know, that's just my personal parenting thing. But in this particular case, I was like, I've got to get in the phone. So I happened to guess his password, which I just think was like the universe being like, yeah, you need to know what's going on. And, um, opened it up. And I literally like, I was in my bathroom, I'd locked myself in my bathroom and I started scrolling and going oh, no. through things. And I was like, Oh dear God. Like I literally like just sank. I remember like sinking onto my bathroom floor and being like, Oh my, like it was beyond anything that I ever thought that I was going to find like between the messages and the pictures and the apps and the stuff in the apps. And I was like, Oh, like I can never unsee it. And, and I, like, I just cried. Like I cried for like an hour. And then I was like, this kid is in so way over his head. Like he has no idea what he's gotten himself into. And um, so I like finally like pulled myself together and I walked downstairs. My husband, of course, is like blissfully watching sports. And I was like, yeah, pause this. And I was like, yeah, we have a problem. <laughs> and I, I mean, to this day, he's never seen anything that I've seen. He has the very much rated G version of what I've seen. And, but I was like, we've got to have a little meeting and figure out what's going on here. And it, yeah. So that's how I, that was my introduction to grinder and to scruff was another one Ooh. that I found. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, lots of words I didn't know yet. So I learned a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I mean, Connor laughs like you all do now too. He's like, that is so great, mom. I mean, you just learned everything like in one night. And like, yeah, I was way more than I wanted to know. Yeah, I kind of wish my parents. <laughs> right. I was like, I could live my whole life without knowing all that stuff. But I mean, now, and now he'll tell me like literally everything he'll go on a date and he'll be like, like want to real time it for me. And I'm like, I don't need to yeah. know. Like, are you happy? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Are you, are they nice to you? That's all I want to know. <laughs> Not, are they going to sit? Because what eventually happened with this whole, like I'll circle back. The reason this was so very dangerous is because he was, there were several people on the app who were quite a bit older. Mm -hmm. And one of them ended up stalking my son was sitting in front of my house. Mm -hmm. really? 
And so we ended up having to get the police involved. And of course, all of my, you know, he, I have three other kids. He's the oldest of four kids. So, you know, his siblings were 14, 11 and nine at the time. So I had like little kids that I was like, you can't, they cannot, you know, we've got to protect them. So it was definitely a multi-layered issue, but yeah. So that's, so Grindr, Grindr, I think has its place as like Tinder does and Hitch and, you know, all of the apps that I continually learn about from my other kids, (laughs) but certainly not for underage kids. And it's way too easy for them to get on there. So that, I mean, all, all you've, I mean, like anything, I just lie about your age, but I'm like, come on. I mean, this is like really dangerous stuff. And these kids have no idea that they're being preyed on. And so it's just dangerous. Um, I have nothing against apps, especially once you're of age, but there's my thoughts. Well, it's also, I mean, certain apps are, are in my opinion, worse than others. I, I think Grindr has become an absolute cesspool. It's always been accessible. It became, it's primarily like a hookup app. Yeah. It's always been accessible. Yeah. yeah, I I remember the first time downloading it and I honestly was just kind of grossed out and deleted it. (laughs) Yeah. It really all depends on, on the person. When I used Grindr, I didn't use it for hookups. I used it just to meet people and be social and just have talks. Obviously, other people weren't wasn't the same intention yeah but it all depends on the user right but right yeah it's always been well i think with these kids who are younger too like if you're talking about like you know kids who are 14 15 16 17 right they don't even know like they're they're either on there because they're curious and they don't know where else to learn you know, to find information, right. Mm-hmm. To find out because you're, you know, he wasn't, he couldn't come to his mom and ask me how anything about being gay worked. Right. right? Like I wasn't going to know what to tell him. So he went to what was most readily accessible to him, which again, so that's why it's so great that you all are available and platforms like what you, you know, direct kids to are available because this is a safe environment to be able to ask questions. I mean, I think that was like the biggest thing was like, I need to ask questions of people who have been there. Yeah, right? or, or even, and we, we, right? we all been those kids too. Right. We've been those kids that went into the app just to, for information or to figure ourselves out or just to, or just yeah. see people that know. are like you nearby. Yeah. To, to, that's another thing to, too. to know that there's other people to know that you're not, that are, that are like you, that you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right representation which is another you know huge huge thing and that's and that major goal here because you know what i always talk to senef and it's like yeah we do have adult users and we do our best to not mix them up and we block our adults from looking at like for example we have like a selfie weekly like thing where people can share their images if they feel like it but we block adults from watching that because even though some adults are good we don't know someone else's intentions right someone else who just randomly walked in and is trying to prey on someone right that is my biggest that is our biggest goal right there but that is literally the goal of the community is just to if you need someone to talk to you don't need grinder just pull one of our us we're old we're we're all 30 (laughs) you know well hello hello what's your age 20 something 24 almost 25. okay you're not 30 i'm so sorry yeah. about that but me and son of our 30 <laughs> so you know we 
Yeah, we have we have the information that you need. So talk to us. Right. You know, we're not definitely not going to prey on you. We're both happily married. Like, yeah, no, it's, yeah. it is what it is. But yeah. Yeah. And that said, I mean, I think that, you know, this is the information that has to get out there, right? That these kids need to know, like, there is a safe place to ask these questions. Um, and that parents need to know, like, there is a safe place to direct your children to ask these questions. If you don't yeah. have the answers, if you don't know, or, you know, if you're just kind of trying to figure it out yourself, or if you're not comfortable, right, whatever it is, whatever your thing is, there are people who are safe and who are, you know, who want to help walk your child through this in a safe way. And in a, you know, hey, look, there, there are all these people out here that, that are like you. And yeah, this is a lot of us. Thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it is a good and happy thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so grinder. <laughs> you are going to laugh about that forever. Aren't you? Yeah. It's, 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 it's messed up, but it's great. It's, it's great in a way. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't great for him at the time. No, or them. I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, uh, yeah. Goodness. Unfortunately, gracious. it's just not. Just... It, it's not a space. It's not a space to kind of fill that gap that you're looking for when you're a teenager. Because ho- hookups are not going to 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 do teach you anything yeah at at the end of the day a a hookup will make you probably feel less than or disgusting yeah Yeah. dirty or there's a lot of emotions that go into those types of interactions that you're not really equipped to handle and and even as a as an adult you know there are some of us that are just not okay with that type of behavior um or those types of activities and and know that that's not you know for our mental health going to be okay um Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's great that we can look back at those stories and laugh at them now because nothing bad happened. But the flip side to that is well, something bad could have happened well, and, yeah. and, and did to an extent. Right. You, you said that you had a stalker. Yeah, we did. I mean, we actually that's one of the reasons we had to physically remove Connor. So we took him. He went to California like we took him within three days. We were like done. Like you've got to get out of here because you're not safe anymore at all. And found a place and, you know, for mental health in California. That was also, it was a therapeutic boarding school type atmosphere. And um, so moved him across the country and to get him out of here. So that's, that is how unsafe it was. And um that was one of the most difficult things that I've ever had to do. And also I'm super grateful that I did because, you know, I, I'm just, <laughs> it could have been really, really bad. So in the moment, so. I mean, I, I can appreciate what you've, you've done, the actions that you've taken as a parent, but in the moment was, was Connor pushing back against that <laughs> quite a bit or. Uh, yes, he was. Well, you can imagine. I mean, when we had to confront him about what we no, yeah. saw on his phone, that was probably one of the, I mean, ugh, was, I just felt for him because he was horrified 
that his mother (laughs) had seen all of that, right? I mean, like, what an awful thing. And um, so he went from like, you know, just being so like, oh my gosh, to really angry, to I don't want to be here anymore. And I did have one singular attempt. And, and that was a big thing that made us like, we've got to move fast. We've, we've got to get this kid in a safe place. And that, you know, where he's going to be, um, you know, there were so many pieces that went into this, so many factors. And so he initially was upset with us, uh, but as time moved forward, there were so many great people who were in place supporting him that he was able to not only talk to and open up to, but really had, were equipped with information that he really needed, uh, that he did let go of that anger. But, and now he looks back and says, you know, thank you. Here are all the things that I learned, but you know, that was five years ago. So it's been a journey. But again, I do also think, you know, he went to, so he left, he, he's been in New York City for four years now in school. And a lot of people are like, oh, are you, wasn't that crazy and scary for you to send him there? And I was like, honestly, compared to what we had been through so far with him and what he'd experienced so far, yes, on one hand, but no, on the other hand, like I knew he'd be able to survive. And, and so, which he has, I mean, you know, there's, it's been its own unique mix of things as well. But he now knows, you know, he's just much more aware and all of that. So. And you mentioned that another one of your, your children has, has come out. So round two, how has that been? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because I actually have uh, Three. three. So I have, my oldest is at Connor's gay. My second is bisexual. My third is lesbian non-binary. So, and then my fourth is straight. And he asked me if it was okay the other day, if he liked girls. And I was like, (laughs) totally cool. Don't worry. We're solid, bro. Yeah. So so my third uses all three pronouns. And um, so I actually knew first that they were gay before they did. And they're an actor and that's just like their life. They love It's actually acting for on camera not even stage acting, but that's always been their thing. And, um, and I still remember it was pretty early. It's probably three years ago. Um, and they had come out of an acting class and they were like just effusively talking about this girl that was in this class. <laughs> and I just sat there. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> That sounds about right. And I, you know, I just kept my mouth shut. And I was like, for so for like a year, I had to wait until they finally came to me and they were like, I think that I might be a lesbian. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Really? I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, round two was way easier because, you know, A, I had a feeling and I knew so much more at that point. And, you know, they had watched everything that had gone on with Connor. And, but it, the thing that's been, really interesting about their journey is actually more the, you know, kind of going through not being non-binary and they really don't even want, they're like, I don't really know that I'm that. I feel like, you know, so some days it's like they use gender fluid. Some days they're like, I don't want any terminology used. Just don't say anything. Just use all three pronouns. 
So that has been like another like, you know, thing that we have to learn, right? And um, learn how to be respectful with that and learn how to um, just, you know, ask questions in a way that, you know, we're, we're learning, but also just kind of sitting back and like letting it soak in. Yeah. Right. And just being like, okay, like, this is cool. Like, this is your journey. Right. So I'm just here to support you through that. So just tell me what you need is kind of my thing. Like, what do you need today? They're 17. So what they need today is going to be different than what they need a year from now or five years yeah. from now. So truth. That's how things have yeah. changed. <laughs> well, it's it's good to hear that things got easier, right? And it didn't at least somewhat easier. At least you 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 were able to kind of pick up on some of the signs and and have those conversations maybe a little earlier before you know it got harder. Yeah. For sure. I good for I sure. go through like the non-binary cuz I myself am that non-binary and when people ask me my pronouns I'm just like well, use whatever kind of thing because it's like I don't even and the best sometimes things to like the label isn't necessarily important it's just as you said like are you happy whatever makes you happy and you know not to let strangers tell you how you should be and what not what you need to label as yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's a that's a that's a bad it's it's a bad thing that society does to us to put us in a box, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they make I always us, get put in. They make us want hard. that box. Yeah, and it's horrible because I get that box all the time. I get the box where you don't look gay, you don't act gay, and I'm just like, am I supposed to act or look gay? Like, what does that even mean? What does that mean? Like, what what box right? would you like me to be in? Yeah. Like, right? You know. Okay, I, I I like the same sex, but that doesn't mean that I'm supposed to act or look a specific kind of way. It's just that's just who that's not who I am. This is I'm me, you know. Set me, and right. if not, just you know, make room for another person. That's it. Well, and we've also struggled, in my opinion, as a community, the LGBT community in particular has struggled with creating a lot of. I'm going to use the term micro identities, where we try to finitely define very specific things that become very complicated for everybody else to understand. You know, at the end of the day, it just matters that you're happy. So if if it makes you happy to, to, to go by something different, then that's fine. But you know, what Mars said earlier about, you know, being aggressive about it, like, you know, it takes time for people to understand. Just just chill. Yeah. It's a lot. You know, there's a lot. You know, it, it's it's a lot, and it, it's always a topic that I always feel very strongly about. And yes, you know, maybe it's not the most positive thing that comes out of my mouth, but it's just the reality and it's the truth. It's just that sometimes you just need to, to just chill and stop trying to force things on people. If they don't want to do it, they don't need to do it. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, you know, you want to be accepted, right? So, like, why would you try to force, like, force it? Just be yourself, let it be it. And that's it. Stop trying to put yourself in a box. And that's what this new generation is doing with all these different labels. It's like they're putting themselves in a box, but then saying, I don't want to be in a box. So like stop stop complicating things. Just be who you are. Right. Right. Well, I think it's the whole thing of like trying to embrace 
the the spectrum, right? Like there's such a, I just feel like there's so, there's so much, you know, if you look across, I look across a lot of <laughs> kind of a nerd. So like scientific things, right? When you're looking at like, there's not like, you know, black and white, there's not A or B, there's like, all there's this huge spectrum right and so why would being a human being be any different than anything else and i think that's what they're trying to embrace they just can't articulate it yet because they're still so young i mean it's what you know those of us who are of older generations are like you know, like half of us are like, yeah, that's cool because we get it and we've studied this and this is awesome. Right. And the other half are like, I, I can't even begin to handle this because that's not how I was brought up or yeah. it's not, it's not in the book that I believe in. Yeah. So. Oh, well, that book. Okay, great. Uh, yeah. That, that's a whole other topic. And I would not like to that's get into a that. whole nother podcast yeah, episode. It really is. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Well, yes. Yeah, you let me know. I'll give you my So thoughts. before we kind of wrap things up, I, I did have one other question, which I think is very pertinent. What are your thoughts on, you know, we, I think we mentioned at some point all the different LGBT laws that are kind of floating around mm-hmm. in the U.S. There's over 450 at this point, I believe. Definitely over 400. Um, but what are your thoughts on particularly ones like the don't say gay bills that are preventing education about LGBT topics in schools as a, as a parent, as a mother, as an LGBT ally, if you could. Oh, I, <laughs> I think it is a travesty. I think that it is one of, we are aggressing so badly. Uh, I mean, It's just so wrong in so, so many ways. And it's control. It's fear that's coming, you know, from the people who are not only proposing these bills, but voting them into laws across the country. It's all based in fear and it's based in control. So I have a big problem with that. I have always been a firm believer in, and being educated and, and, being educated means you learn things from all, from everywhere, yeah. right? Like not just one narrow piece of information that's been okayed by, you know, your mom and your priest and your president, right? I mean, whatever, like that's a random just thing that I just said, but you know what I mean? Like it's, I think that that's just so important. So that is my really random way of saying, I think the don't say gay law is the dumbest thing ever. And it was created to instill fear and to control. Yeah. So. Cause they, they, they want to use fear to control. And- because what they're trying to do, because let's face it, like these people who are creating these things are generally of, I mean, I know this is a strong word to use, but it is a, trends on a fascist mindset, right? So how do you get people to, sorry, I know that's really strong, but I'm not sorry. How do you get people to follow? How do you get people to follow, right? You, you instill fear 
to control them, right? This is the common enemy, enemy, right? So here's the common enemy. They have created the LGBTQ community to be the common enemy. That's, that's insane. I have, I have, obviously I have comments on that, but I don't know too much about it because I tend to, I tend to not try to indulge in too much negativity, right? Because that, that could just cause a lot of depression. Um, but if I base it off of me growing up in school and my experiences, we didn't really have that. I mean, we did have the whole like, you know, sex ed situation, but I, I remember in high school, I had this guidance counselor who was told not to tell their kids that he was gay. It was quite obvious, right? But he was, he was forced to, but I, I always I always tip my hat to him because he he was an outlet for me to ask questions and to learn and the things I needed to learn and still to this day we're friends you know because he was just so impactful so for them trying to deny that for an LGBT mm-hmm. kid when all they want is answers and someone who someone to reach out or just just to be heard it's insane. It's, that's like, that's, mm-hmm. you know, the, the people got to remember whoever's signing this bill, if your kid turns out to be gay and you just passed this bill, you just took away something that you yourself as a parent said, I would never deny my kids anything. Mm-hmm. And people don't think about that. Yeah. They think about, like you said, that fascist mentality. Yeah. They just want to control with fear. And it's just like, okay, we get it. You want to control, you want to, you know, put instill fear in us and all that. Like, we get it. But like, what happens? What happens now when these kids need an outlet or needs information? They go to grinder. and end up, you know, they go to grinder, end up in a ditch somewhere because some weirdo decides to, you know, lint, you know, it's, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot, and it's it's scary, and it and it makes me really, really sad because um, it's just creating the amount of divisiveness and hate for no reason it's i I just am i am absolutely blown away and i'm i'm a mom i'm an ally right so i mean i'm not even i can't even imagine how you all feel how connor feels how my kids feel right like i it i just it makes me so angry and i cry about it all the time because you know that's what that's what moms do. We cry. <laughs> Mind of that. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I think my bigger yeah. concern was that it switched. So I, I can somewhat understand saying we don't want to start talking about sexuality and gender identity when we're in the younger years, you know, up to third grade. I, I can, I can respect that and understand that. I am very kids, concerned. Well, my concern is, is now, because Florida passed a follow-up to that, which has extended that through the 12th grade, which those are some of the most dangerous. It's the most dangerous years for LGBT because that's the most impactful time for any kid from grade nine to 12. That's when Mm -hmm. the apps are downloaded. That's when they start hooking up with random people. That's that's when they're starting to define or or find themselves. That's the time to do it. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes it starts sooner than that, even. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Well, that's in my that middle rare school, occasion. Lordy, 
some of those kids. Oh, I know. Um, well, they're becoming ever wiser, ever uh, earlier. And things aren't uh, access, which is that's also a very slippery slope right. of restricting access. On well, and, and here's and if you this yeah, that's my thought on that as well. Is don't what you have to do is talk about mm-hmm. it. If you restrict your kids, will always they're always going to be smarter than they're you. Always find they're way. always going to figure out always how to yeah. get around anything you set up. I see that every day. And, you know, yeah, right? We, we, yeah. A very simple, very, very simple example is, like, each kid gets a Chromebook issued by the school. And during class, they're like, don't play games. And so they block game sites and whatnot. And the kids, no matter what you do, they're always you always turn around and see them playing a game. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be the same way. Oh. There's, they're going to find some way to jump around block walls yep. and I don't even know how they learn it. It's not like I'm, yeah, they just look at that as a challenge, yeah. right? When you say don't, they're like, Oh, watch me. It's like, You want to tell me what to do? Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh my goodness. So it's, just, it, it's the communication as you're saying, like being able to talk about it and it, like, it's also, I think like educator, because some of these things, as an educator, you can't really talk to a kid about, obviously. But as a parent, right. kind of like, to be able to talk to their kid yeah. about how to be safe. And... Right. Well, in having those conversations, it doesn't have to be like one big major no. conversation. It's like all the little conversations, right? It's all the little things that you talk about and that you say and that you, you know, bring up when you have them in the car, yeah. right? Or, um, you know, when you're... I don't know, helping them with their homework, you know, all the things that you do. Those are the little, the little things where you just one, they really one sentence. A lot yeah, of kids don't exactly. like those big conversations. I don't think anybody yeah. does. I don't think anybody I mean, does. Yeah. No. Right? I, I mean, no it's just awful for everyone involved. Like just talk to your kids. They're human beings. They're just, I would little. never get grounded. My mom's favorite line is we're going to sit down and have a conversation. That, oh. that that was that was worse than being grounded. Because <laughs> yes. we're gonna have a, a very long conversation oh, about this. Thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Oh goodness gracious. Yeah. I remember mm-hmm. when my parents were first finding out, and that's my dad is he loves talking to you about stuff, and he's like <laughs> a great example is <laughs> when. Uh, <laughs> Uh, LFG. <laughs> I ordered a T-shirt uh, when we first day. opened the merch or whatever. Ages like I don't remember how long ago it was. Now I still lived at home. So I ordered this shirt, and obviously I didn't think about it until it was too late. And you know, James didn't think about it because it was. I had ordered this package and it came to the house and it said LGBT family and games on it. And my dad, like every package that comes to, he, he's always the one that grabs the mail and whatnot. And so he called me into his office. Like I checked my email. It's like, Oh, it's delivered. And I'm like, I haven't gotten it. Like my dad, then I hear him call me to his office and he's like, so, uh, you got this package delivered today. Uh, you want to talk about it? And I'm like, not really. (laughs) <laughs> and that's the day I was outed to my father. <laughs> oh, but I mean, goodness. we kind of laugh about it now. 
Yeah. Right. This is a learning. Experience. Everybody's coming out story is completely different. Right? And it no, wasn't even there's... fully coming out then. It's yeah. It's no. Because he's still in the mindset of it's a choice. He's like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Oh, and so I just kind of like, I mean, I'm going to broach this topic with you until you, you know. But yes. I don't. That's such a small factor in my life. But we're not even in. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I can certainly relate to Connor's story. It was very, it had echoes of what I went through minus, minus grinder and going to another state because it, it grinder wasn't a thing back then. My, my space was, was, but that was about grinder was a thing. No, not in, not in high school. It came out when we were, when I was in college. No, it didn't. The iPhone had just come out. I remember being 15, 14, on grinder no way yes way was it like and i'm gonna tell you why no it was not and i'm gonna tell you why but what's smart i remember coming home from sneaking out sneaking out <laughs> remember coming home sneaking out from a lgbt party i was around 15 16 years old and my friend introduced me to the app Are you, you want to stick to the story I I 100% want to stick to that story. Google. Do you want to Google when Grinder was created? Google it. 2009. I don't care when you say it. 2009. I graduated I'm high 30. school in 2008. Well, I have five years on you, so. Oh, you do have. Oh, I forgot you're older. Okay, so well, there's the five. There it is. There you go. There it is. There it okay. is. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> Mystery <Sorry>. solved. <laughs> Mystery solved. I always think that we're always like right there in the same. Yeah. I, I, okay. I, yeah. I, maybe. I, I do the same. That's so funny. Oh, goodness. I mean, Adam for Adam was a thing. You're, you are correct. I believe that was a thing. Yeah. Because that's cause that, older... that was like one of the first grinders. And I'm here just. That, and all that these was. Things were a thing. That's cringing. That is. <laughs> oh, think, my God. You know what? The best explanation of Adam for Adam at that time think about Craigslist, but sexual. That was yeah, that was Adam for Adam. Craigslist was Craigslist did have that on there too. That was another really thing. yeah. Back in the day, it, really? it's been yes. removed since because <laughs> yeah, Craigslist actually had a men seeking men's section for the longest time, and it was it was known for that. You're right. Yeah, You're and right. it it has since been removed because I there was a, a law that was passed that indicated that there would be liability on the part of the website owner in the case of Craigslist if anything untoward happened. And so they, they just said, mm. we're not going to deal with this liability and they got rid of it. Interesting. They took all sexual things. Which is, I mean, honestly, probably for the better because there, there were a lot of... Uh, there was a lot of sex work going on through Craigslist at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it, no, it's a lot of sex work and that's, that's a whole nother, uh, that's a whole nother thing, but how- that's a, that's a big conversation. <laughs> that's a, that's a huge to the suggestion list. <laughs> yeah. For real. Because that's a thing. I mean, maybe it's not a thing now because these kids now have like only fans and all of that. But back in my day, Sex work was like a thing, like a big thing yeah. to survive I... for an, an LGBT kid. It's... I would guess that it probably is still a yes. thing. Just thinking about the numbers of kids who are still um, 
kicked out of their homes and have to survive. Yeah, that's basically what, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, how others, I think it's unfortunate. I mean, it's more than unfortunate, but it's, I think that's probably would be a realistic thought, right? Yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh. And, but a lot of them can do that now on OnlyFans. If they have a phone, you can. Yeah. It's still the street work. It's, yeah, I mean, it still is street work. I don't think that's it's, ever going to go away. No. Uh, we, so we, 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 can, we can only hope that things improve over time and more parents become more accepting and start looking for resources like Heather is providing. And, and instead of kicking their kids out, learn, learn a little about their child and try to support them and be parents prepare them for the world Mm -hmm. yeah because i mean what they do behind closed doors isn't going to affect your life yeah yeah it's not like they're it's not like they're doing it outside in your home you know just like prorating it like come on chill out it's really not that serious but i mean i i mean i i left home at 16 but it wasn't because i was gay but that's just that's a whole different topic well, Heather, do you have anything else, or does anybody else have another question for Heather before we kind of wrap things up here? No? Well, everybody, make sure to check Heather's website and podcast. Um, the website is uh, chrysalismama.com. It'll be in the, the description of this podcast episode. And the podcast is Just Breathe, Parenting Your LGBTQ Teen. As always, you can join us for any of these podcast episodes. We normally record at 7 p.m. every Saturday. And you can submit suggestions in the LFG Discord, discord.gg slash LGBTFam. And until next time, guys, see ya. Adios. Adios.